we, we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. You restore my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. Yea, though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff. Some people over there quiet. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are. But many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the God of that scripture. Welcome to the Life Experience, a broadcast brought to you by Life Worship Center, where we're led by a dynamic duo, Bishop Denzel and Robin Rule. We are a church that lives in love, operates in integrity, walks by faith, and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned. There is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. It's in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and verse 4. Here's what it says. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Thou therefore, beloved, your hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. In other words, the end result is that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. You are a soldier whether you want to be one or not. And it's your job to please him who has chosen you to be a soldier. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Amen. Uh, let's go through this real quickly as expeditiously as I can. You may take your seats in the presence of a mighty God. Those of you whom you can sit down. Excellent. Let's do this. Um, let me say this to you. I believe we're going to do this. I believe we're going to do it. Um, we want to share in communion before we leave. And so I know my I'm ready out of preaching time, but we want to share in communion before we leave. So please, uh, those of you at home, get you some crackers, get you a piece of bread. If you don't have crackers or bread, get some chips or something, um, and get you something to represent the drink, whether it be grape juice or Gatorade. I don't, it doesn't matter what is apple juice. Get you something to represent this meal. Uh, we're going to share this together because we are believing God that healing is going to be released to you. Covering and protection is going to be released to you. So while you're watching, just go ahead and send them cheering. Tell the cheering, go in the cup and get the crackers broken up and bring it back. All right? Tell them, pour some juice in one cup and bring that so we can share communion. Get your whole family together. Get your whole family. Don't have no one in your house. See, one of the things that's happening, and I heard this, uh, one of the things that's happening, especially with our healthcare professionals, persons in their house are bringing corona home. That's what's been happening. I spoke to um, some professionals this week, and they said that's the biggest problem, that it's not them that are being careless, but persons in their house. And so you, un you must understand this, especially if you're in a house where um, everybody ain't believers. 
you got to cover your whole house. You got to cover your entire house. And so this is one of the best, the best way. Cover your house. To share in communion. Because through communion, we receive his body and his blood. And he says, when you eat me, he says, you, I will dwell in you and you in me. And then I will lead you. I'm going to direct you and I'm going to cover you and protect you. So we're going to do that. I'm not going to do a long teaching. I just need you to know and receive this word that through communion, you're going to receive protection, covering. You're receiving the body of Christ. You're receiving life. You're receiving healthy and long life. And we declare that you will not die until you're good and finished what God has called you to do. That's going to happen over your life. Hallelujah. I'm going to say this, and I'm not trying to be offensive to nobody. I spoke to one of our bishops who has contracted corona, and he says to me, I, I called him just this week, I said, Bishop, how are you doing? He said, never felt better. I'm not, tr please don't hear this the wrong, but I'm telling you that it's possible for every one of us. Even if they say you are asymptomatic, if they say you got the virus, that should not take the believer down. We don't like to hear this kind of language, but I'm going to speak it to build your faith up. Had another lady, this woman walks with a cane. Glory to God. She is in her mid-70s, heading towards 80. Had coronavirus. Called her to see how she was doing. She says, since corona, she don't walk with a cane no more. True story. True story. See, you got to hear this to build your faith. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Mother says, I, don't, I ain't walking my cane for the week. Before Corona, I was, I was locked down with this cane. Corona came and my God, I don't need the cane no more. Don't, don't play with me, man. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow. I need you all to hear this by faith. Stop allowing the devil to contaminate your mind and tell you what belief. All right, here we go. Real fast. I got a couple minutes to preach, and then we do communion, and then we go home. Watch this. Um, we are in an era of the church where the language has changed from a previous generation. The language of the church today, we want you to understand that you are a child of God. It's good. We want you to know and appreciate that you are a king and priest. And we want you to know who you are in God, the greatness that lies on the inside of you. But there is an element of being a child of God that is not discussed in this generation. There's an aspect of being a child of God that has now been pulled from the conversation of today's church. Now, I'm saying today's church because I grew up with this language, didn't have the full revelation, but I grew up with this language. I had a mother-in-law, glory be to God, who was sitting up in heaven watching us and laughing right now. But I had a mother-in-law that would, you see I'm reaching, I'm saying that long praise and worship today, and we had a powerful time. She would come to the mic after praise and worship, and before she do anything else, she would say, let's sing a song. But, 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 but mother-in-law, 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 we were just singing for the last 45 minutes. It don't matter to my mother-in-law. She don't care how long you go in, she gets to the mic and she would get there and with one hand beaten on the pulpit she would say I'm a soldier I'm a soldier my mother-in-law would do that she don't care how deep the moment is she don't care how much you sing in the song of the Lord that you know and he never will you can do it as long as you want when she gets up there she want to remind you that amidst all them other things that you've been declaring and saying, if you don't understand that you are a soldier, you are misinformed. 
So we had songs like, if you're in the battle for the Lord and I keep on the firing line, there were these soldier songs that conditioned us for being in a fight. But the language today is not that. And listen to me, it's important to tell people who they are in heaven, that they're seated in heavenly places. But you got to also tell them, Robin, who they are in hell. I'm going to say it again. It's important that we tell people who, that they're seated in heavenly places and who they are in God. But you also got to let them know who they are in hell. See, if you are known in God, you're also known in hell. I'm going to say it again. If you are known in God, if you know who you are in God and you take your rightful place seated in heavenly places, you have a, a form, you have a file that's on the desk of the people that work in hell. And we have not been we have not been equipping the believer uh, to understand who they are in hell. The more revelation you get about who you are in heaven, the bigger your file gets in hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you know the sons of Sceva weren't anybody in heaven. Mm. Oh God. Yeah. That's how you know yeah, the sons of Sceva they were not seated in heavenly places and the way we know they weren't seated in heavenly places was because hell says we don't have a file on you we don't have no record of you uh, but when you get to know and we gotta balance this thing off i know preachers are telling you to be encouraged preachers are telling you, you gotta hold on they're telling you you're gonna make it through this because the blessing is on you but you gotta tell them rev in the midst of telling them that blessing is on them and encouraging them and telling them be strong in the lord let them know that they are in a fight he says he says, your adversary, the devil, your, your adversary, says he goeth to and fro. He, thank you, Robin, up and down and yeah, seeking whom he may, he don't take time off. I'm, I'm learning this, Vera, that there were some demons that were assigned to Denzel from February 2nd, 1978. Hold on. Denzel was born on February 3rd. But there were some demons assigned on February 2nd, 1978. That they were sent from hell. Go stand next to Lura because he coming. Y'all don't leave Lura because that boy Denzel coming. And some of them have been sitting dormant. Some of them ain't manifest yet. Because they've been waiting. They've been so God. They look to and fro seeking whom they may devour. There are some demonic agents that have been set up as sleeper cells they've been sitting there going to school with you they've been to our ladies they've been to C.A. Dreams they've been to St. Andrews North Carolina and University of Tennessee they're in life now and they're waiting hmm. they, they, they waiting because hmm. they, they they have a set they have a set So, so we, we as preachers, 
we will be found guilty of dereliction of duty because we have not been telling the people of God that you are in a fight. You are a soldier. When you give your life to him, beloved, you are fighting. So, see, this is why we ain't seeing no movement. Um, even in this country, we're not seeing the kind of movement we should be seeing. It's because everybody being encouraged, but nobody being charged. Say it again. Everybody being encouraged, but nobody being charged. Your jail sergeant don't come next to you and say, you can make it. Your drill sergeant will say, man, come on, man, you're doing good. Look at your form. You're doing so good. Keep on fighting. I know you're hurting, but keep on moving. I know it's rough, but keep on. Yeah! That's not the language of drill sergeants. But that's church language. Because you got to be careful how you talk to the people. Because you don't want to hurt them. And that's why everybody in church is so feelingsy because we, we've been so tender in how we treat them. Everybody handling everybody delicate. And you got to be so careful that everybody fragile. And so we got a bunch of weaklings, about the feeble folk, about a bunch of Im impotent people who are masquerading as the army of the Lord. There's a movie that me and Danny love. Uh, it's called, y'all should watch it on Netflix, it's called Rock Dog. How's it going, Danny? Rock Dog? I got it right? Yeah, it's called Rock Dog. You ought to watch it. Man, watch it. Just watch the first 10 minutes. Because start off with this. Please watch it, man. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. Start off with this army. <laughs> and the army got on disguise, but the enemy is far away. You see? So it's really um, these bunch of sheep, but they dress up in these big dog costume. The wolf far. So the wolf only seeing these big costumes and believe that these are dogs. <laughs> but I told you that the enemy is going to and fro seeking whom he may devour. And you don't realize that the enemy is gaining ground. I was reading something last night about, about warfare. Um, um, one of the rules, and they said, this is that. One of the rules is this. They said, know this, that if... You are in striking distance of your enemy. Know that he is also in striking distance of you. Oh, you. <laughs> that, that thing blew me away. If you are, you excited because, oh boy, I got him in my sights now. Don't sleep. Because if you could hit him from where you are, know that he could also hit you from where you are. So we have been ill-preparing people of God for the fight that we are in. So, he says, Paul says to Timothy in the text that I read, he says, bro, because you are a soldier, you don't pray for hardness to stop. You don't cry out for breakthrough. Oh, Lord. You, you, some of you are crying, pleading, break it, Lord, break it, break it, break it. And you tongues in. You're doing all those motions. Paul says, Timmy, listen to me, Tim. 
Listen to me, Tim. You're going to have to endure this. As soldiers and good soldiers, there are things. That's, that's why I've been saying this, and I know I've been saying it with an attitude and kind of mean. You got to watch these things we posting on Facebook as prophets. Tell them you're coming through and you're coming out and, and things about to break. Stop that nonsense. There are some things that you're going through that you ain't coming out right now. Because you are a soldier. Huh. Folks getting divorced because you told them they're coming out and they can see no other way out, so let's get a divorce. Because you lie down. Oh God, that came out wrong. Uh, there are things, beloved, that you are going to have to endure. So, as I'm thinking about this, Father says to me, he says, the truth of the matter is, my people don't understand the endurance. The reason they have to endure is because they're in basic training. I am readying them for combat. And when you are based in basic training, uh, similar to when, you know, Jeff, you relate to when you was playing football, there are certain circuits that you go through. Certain uh, routines that you go through. Drills. You see my hand? That you have to go through And, and you go through this over and over, sometimes three months, sometimes six months, but you're in there going through this. <laughs> because, number one, and I'm going to work all three of these, I can't do it today because I want to take my time. Number one, they won't break some things off of you. Number one, they won't break you. Number two, they want to, after they break you, they want to mature you. And number three, they want to condition you. I was going to try to preach all three of these in one word. And those of y'all who know me, know that ain't good news for y'all. So I'm just going to take number one. I'll just do one and talk about the breaking. Because it's important for you to understand that the cycle that some of y'all are in that you're crying about, the reason you're still in it is because you still need to be broken. You are not yet broken. And if your conversation is, I'm broken, you ain't broken yet. Because broken people don't say they're broken. <laughs> see, you, you, and you right there saying, see, this is how, these are people who are not broken speak. I did everything right. Preach, Rev. People that are not broken, they say, they look at the cycle, I didn't gone through this before, and I know this time, I did everything right. He says, okay, go around again. Because you're still not broken. Yeah. When you still get plenty, I, 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 and how it's not fair, and how it's not this. No, you're still not broken yet. More often than not, what needs to be broken is our pride, our view of ourselves. And so he has us to constantly, I'm still, believe it or not, I just figured you're all tired of hearing Jeremiah 18, but I'm still in the text. 
Yeah. I just don't want to read it no more. I figure you're tired of hearing it. But he says that he puts this clay on the wheel and this thing is going around the wheel. Some of y'all thought you were going around the wheel to make sure the wheel fixed. This ain't for the wheel, this is for the clay. Some of y'all so y'all so deep. I'm going through this to help somebody else. No, boo, this is for nobody else. Y'all so deep, y'all didn't break down. The reason I'm going through what I'm going through is because I got to help somebody else. God said, okay, good. Go around again then. Since, since, since your, your mind is... You? Yeah, I know preachers say that. We lie. We lie to you. We told you that you're going through for your testimony. No, you're going through because you are a mess. You're going through because you still need to be broken down. You're going through because you're still too arrogant. You're going through because you think you're holier than you really are. You're going through because your flesh still too high. This ain't for nobody else deliverance. This to set you free. You got the nerve to sing along with Jonathan McReynolds. That's all here for you. That ain't your song. You tied all these cycles. No, 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 no. This cycle is ordained by God because you need to be broken. Leave that riff alone. Don't try to learn the riff. That ain't yours. He says, he says, tell the children, tell. And I got to hurry to close because I'm watching the text. I'm watching the time. And I don't want to be a boy, but I feel this boy. I want to work this to pieces. He says, my people are, are having to go through this cycle. And they praying for deliverance, praying for breakthrough. He says, Denzel, tell them in your hardness, yeah? Tell them in your this because there are some things that need to be broken off of them that only the cycle can break off. what scripture he gave me you wouldn't believe it you wouldn't believe where he took me I know you're gonna believe me because because I, I didn't believe it either he says go son to Genesis 29 I said God is you serious he says go to Genesis 29 oh this could get so good every single time um um Jeff go a few verses up uh to where the first child is born. I think that's like verse 33 or 32, somewhere around there. Uh, watch this now. He takes me to the story of Jacob and his two wives. I know you didn't see where I was going. He takes me to the story of, because they're reading it. I don't want them to see it. Uh, he tells the story of Jacob and his, his two wives. And uh, if you remember the story, uh, Leah was a throw-in. <sighs> you go to the carnival, and you're really trying to get the big, the big teddy bear. But you're working your way in. Let's get a little one. You don't want that. Just... So the throne, you get up to the chair and you get the one little child, you're walking past in the carnival because you never wanted that in the first place. You're waiting on that big one. Hmm. Uh, Rachel, she's the one that caught his eye. Fine as could be. Leah, hmm. 
She is tender-eyed. And I will not expand upon that. But that's Leah. Now it's obvious that Leah was shapely. Um, why you say that? Because a uh, senior man slept with her all night and didn't complain. Did not, you know. So y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all don't dog out Leah too much now, because obviously uh, Leah and Rachel was built alike. Y'all ain't never seen that before. They, they had the same kind of build, same kind of. It's just that something around here, something around here was not as pleasing to Jacob. So, story goes on, and we pick up now in this verse that Leah is the outcast, Rachel is the preferred one. And Leah knows that she's not wanted. Hmm. Truth is, Jacob can at least fake it out, man, to make Leah feel special. But he was blatant, he was overt with the fact that Leah was not his choice. And Leah, <laughs> watch this, is trying to do everything right. And you always bound to mess up when you try to do everything right. I just thought I'd free somebody. One of the greatest pressures you could ever be under is the pressure to do everything right. That's why this damnation Old Testament law preaching never got anyone to victory. Because when you live under the weight of doing right, you never enjoy life. You're always sour and you're always mad because you're always getting it wrong. And that's why the Spirit of God came to free us from trying to get it right. All we got to do is just love him. I just said something. Anyway, so she's under this pressure because she's trying to do everything right. She's fighting to make sure she do the omelets right. She's doing the pancakes right. Her food, she just did everything she's doing. She, she just, I got to get it right. Because if I do this right, he's going to love me. Can you see Leah? <sighs> Always coming up short. And so she's putting a little extra in. Overcompensating Robin because she got him. I can, get, I, can, I can get him. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Roll of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the CH Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.